This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. How are we doing? Oh, Britt Britt just got back. She's putting on the headphones. What's happening? All right, I got him. He's calling Andy right now. He's calling Andrew. Oh, that's right. AJ, I got to remember that AJ leaves because I never say goodbye to him anymore. It bothers me that I don't say goodbye to him anymore. Well, he knows it in his heart that you say. No, I mean, I want to say goodbye and don't ever come back. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Well, he'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> well, he'll be back tomorrow. Uh, AJ's a great guy. Hey, Andrew, what's up? Not a ton, except we have Sean on the phone. Sean, uh, I was talking to a friend yesterday, and he said, oh, we've only got a couple more months till the uh, legalized pot stores can open and all the rest of it. Is that the case, Sean, or What's your take on it? Because you're in the business, right? Yeah. Well, good morning. Happy New Year. I'm sorry, Happy but your year. friend is misinformed. Um, okay. Yeah, so right now, uh, you may or may not be aware, but we still do not have a director. Um, but as the Office of Cannabis um, uh, moves forward, they are building the staff. Um, they are engaging with the general public in regards to some questionnaires, but we are a long way from establishing a set of rules. And we're probably looking to, you know, November, December, before we're actually going to see some significant activity in regards to licensing. You're not going to see any stores open in 2024. Wow. None at all. Well, I, I, Take that with a grain of salt. You can go out there right now and buy marijuana from stores that are operating illegally. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, there are there, there's a thing out there called THCA, which people think is this new magical molecule that's separate from THC, but <laughs> it's just a fancy way of saying, basically they're, they're selling cocaine and labeling it sugar just because they say it's hemp. And it's oh. this magical new cannabinoid, doesn't mean anything. It's it's 
straight up marijuana. So there's a number of tobacco stores that you can buy marijuana at under the label THCA. Um, and, and we are trying to get the state of Minnesota to enforce that because there is a lot of good standing legal operators that are abiding by the law. And then you have a lot of these fly by night tobacco stores that don't care. Um, so you can, you can access it. Um, but, uh, yeah, from a, uh, from a legal, legal operating business standpoint, it's not happening this year yet. We, we still have too much work to do. Sorry to burst Oops, everybody's bubble. Lost them. Or did I lose you guys? I we can still hear you, hear you Tom. but the video. Andy and Tevin are not even moving. There we are. Why are we in a Mine's... weird void together? We are. You and I. <laughs> you got Tevin and Andy are both just staring. Black they haven't moved at all. Did we lose Sean? Yeah, I don't know. Are... No. The internet's a magical side world. Yeah. What the hell? You yeah. and I are still on, and nobody else is. I think that's no. weird. Well, I don't oh, think, I they think can I hear video. Oh Wait, god! Should I can we go hear everything you guys what are saying. What should we do here? Wait, yeah. I don't know. Brittany, you can't oh, hear us at all. No, we couldn't nah. hear you. But you can now. Now we can. We and Tom were in like a side world for a little while. It was weird. Because we all could of a hear you guys. guys. Couldn't move. Yeah, we could hear you. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Can anybody so hear me? Yeah, we Sean, can hear you. Sean's back. Sean's back. Sean, I have a question for you. Oh yeah, our internet is. Z to go just is freaking out now. So it is an internet issue on our end. Oh, okay, so Sean, what your two com- your companies you have are is Crested River and Minnesota, right? Correct. And so how do you guys sell then? So we, we are not a marijuana company. We are still a low potency hemp company. So we've been operating as we have since twenty eighteen. We can offer the low-potency, 5-milligram-serving, hemp-based THC products, and we continue to do so. And uh, we don't anticipate deviating until we have a clear pathway for licensing. Yeah, that does make sense. Now, there there are a couple. I won't name these stores because I assume they're doing it legally, but I don't know for sure if they are. I hope so. But you can buy, like, 5-milligram gummies uh, certain places in Minnesota, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you can actually get them at Cub Foods, Byerly's, liquor stores now. Um, so anybody that sells tobacco or alcohol is most likely selling low-potency edibles and beverages. Oh, so they can do that. What? So it's just the hemp, it's, uh, it's the plant itself they can't sell? It's, it's hemp-derived THC. It, it, you're basically squeezing blood out of a turnip. <laughs> making an intoxicating product right yeah so you can and, get and, uh, are they going up to and, the and, 10 milligram because it was at the five milligram level for a long time are they going to jump it up to a 10 milligram at all the adult use space will have 10 milligram servings as well as uh 100 milligram packages so it will mm-hmm. be double right. of what we're seeing right now and when will that happen Next year, so we're so going to spend next, this uh, year. De- yeah, we're going to spend this year developing rules, putting together a licensing system, and then uh, this time next year, people will be applying and being awarded licenses. Now, let's say that I've got all this money in my back pocket, just waiting to get spent. I could go out right now, build out my facility, build my retail stores, build out everything and sit there and twiddle my thumbs for a year. And then when I get my license 
I can open up immediately, but we got we need to understand that a lot of people aren't going to be pulling these triggers until they have that license secured. And so there is inherently another delay, right, from the time mm-hmm. of obtaining your license to getting your infrastructure up and running. So, I mean, well-capitalized okay. individuals could hit the market quicker. I have a question for you. I Here's the kind of thinking I do not understand. We'll sell you two five-milligram edibles, but not one ten-milligram. What the hell's the difference? Tom, Tom, don't confuse us with logic. Just stop it. <laughs> Knock that shit off. <laughs> I just don't understand. I literally went into, and I won't say the name of the place. I think it's totally legal what they're doing. But I go into this store, and I buy like 20 10 packs of five milligram edibles. Right. Perfectly so I got enough. Fine. I got enough for a couple of months or a few months, whatever. What the hell's the difference if they could just, I could just go and buy 10, five, uh, 10, 10 milligram. So I'd have a hundred uh, milligrams of, I, I don't, I just don't understand what the argument is. If you can buy it one way, why can't you buy it the other? It makes no sense. The only argument that I, that I can appreciate is uh, child safety. So, mm-hmm. We don't, oh, okay. we don't want, yeah, we don't want a single container sitting out, a child access it, open it up, and then basically um, ingest a bunch of edibles. Right. We, we're limiting them to five milligrams and X number per package, we can limit the potential exposure. And that's really it. Okay, because your mom and dad are irresponsible pains in the ass. I have to suffer. Well, Is that the idea? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's how this world works. <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of like how Minnesota doesn't let you buy grain alcohol above 80 percent. Right. But you can buy I mean, you can buy two bottles of 80 percent and down them if you so choose. So it's like it's not really saving you from yourself to limit it to 80 percent. There's I'm sure it's some like weird tax thing. There's a law on the books from, you know, yeah, 1600 that says that if it's over 80% that they can't tax it as high or something like that. Yeah. Sean, with the or the Minnesota not being able to find a director to kind of run everything, is there a reason behind it? I know they've they fired two, correct, that they've had or uh, that are either left or something? Yeah, one. So it's been an interesting process. You know, I have my own opinions as to what might be going on. Uh, but, yeah, at the end of the day, they hired a director. Um, there was a little scandal behind it. Uh, we questioned the government's competency in, in doing a background Ooh. check. But, um, yeah, she was she formally resigned. And then the next person in line are actually the original number one pick who kind of tabled her application for a period of time actually withdrew her application. And uh, she's taking a low-level city job with Minneapolis. And so um, I don't have any intel uh, on potential front runners at this time. But it, it really has to do with just um, um, there was potential health issues with someone and then potential incompetency, incompetency issues with someone else. And we're kind right. of back at the drawing board. So you will still be able to buy five milligram gummies that come in 10 packs and you could buy as many packs as you want, right? Correct. Correct. So none of this makes any sense to me at all. I can do whatever I want, but you're going to make it harder for me to do it. And it's really still not hard because I go in and go, yeah, give me 20 of those. 
It's not cheap, yeah. but it's, you know, is it, that's the, my, my last question for you, Sean, would be um, the cost of it. Because there are certain states where pot is a lot cheaper than other states. Yeah, absolutely. It all really comes down to supply and demand. Um, you know, initially, this market is going to see higher prices than we're going to experience a year or two down the road. Now, in, 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 in states like California and Washington, you go out there right now, it's completely saturated. You can pick up uh, bulk flour for pennies on the dollar. I mean, mm-hmm. five years ago, you were you could demand up to three thousand dollars a pound, and now you're getting <laughs> pounds for you know three four hundred dollars. Oh God! Oh my yeah. God! Unbelievable! Yeah, there's Whereas a. Well, it, <clears throat> go ahead, I was sir. just going to say down in Oklahoma, down in Oklahoma, it's kind of the wild, wild west. There's like five thousand medical companies that are operating. They don't have any adult use cannabis. But the medical market is flooded, and all of that flour is you know, getting sent out of state to some of these less saturated markets so people can recoup some of their lost profits from some of these saturated states. So there's actually some interstate uh, trafficking going on um, so that some of these people don't have to just close up shop. Now, I can't curious. prove any of this, but it's pretty common knowledge. Right. No, exactly. Well, if anybody would know, it would be you. There's no question about it. I, um, I'll close with this, that I've been doing some traveling lately. And, you know, you go in, like I said, in, in Minnesota, you go in and buy pots and five milligram dosages, a little edibles. I walked into a shop, grabbed a bag of edibles. I walk up and I put it down. And he said, um, sir, are you from here? And I said, no, I'm not. He goes, you do know that bag of uh, edibles you get are 50 milligram edibles. I'm like, what? 50? Who the hell could do a 50 milligram edible? Wouldn't that just knock you out? A better part of the population, yes. <laughs> but there are some, uh, you know, some um, saturated individuals such as myself. I I would be able to function off of 50 mil- if, uh, I'd be able to function off of 50 milligrams. But I, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't recommend it. It's just I like a have... high functioning alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sean, thank you so much for for calling in. I did not know it's going to be over another year before we see any of this stuff. I, I, I literally, but I suppose as long as they sell the five milligrams, if you need twenty milligrams to sleep, you can take four or five milligram ones, and you're good to go. I, I usually take ten, and I get some wonderful sleep from that. No doubt about it. I mean, we would All like right. to say that we are going to move this forward as quickly as possible, but we don't want to mis- mismanage expectations. So if, if we over under promise and over deliver, I think the population will be, be happy with that. I will close with this. You made a hero out of me in my neighborhood because my neighborhood uh, in uh, right off of 169 and 62 we get together every Friday night. There are about 10 houses. They bring chairs out, and we all sit in a big circle and just talk and schmooze. And because of you, I once brought a case of THC out. They were the happiest people. <laughs> the drinks I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, you made them all very happy, Sean. I will tell you that. Well, we'll have to send you a New Year's care package then, Tom. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. Come back soon. You know, if you if you don't mind, Sean, I would like to reach out to you once in a while, see where things are, how they're headed, because there are some also some drops we were talking about earlier today that if you take about, God, I guess, I don't know, 
0.25 milligrams, 0.50 milligrams, it puts you to sleep in a heartbeat. Will that be available, or is that going to take another year, year and a half? Uh, without knowing exactly what you're talking about, it might be available right now. Well, it might be. Okay. Well, excellent. Yeah. Next time you're on, yeah. I'll make sure I grab a bottle of it to, to just because I didn't even. I don't even know the name of it, but Sean, thank you so much for being with us. Great having you on because we learned that you can, if you need to sleep, you can get some five milligrams, but if you want just the, the single dosage, 10 milligram, you're going to have to wait about another year and a half. Sounds like, is that right? Yes, sir. All right, young man, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye, Sean. Sean, the honest to God, when I brought up that case of THC, my neighbors are like, you're my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He hooked, he, last time he was on, he gave us so much stuff. He did. And it was so wild. So I had to like, when we put it in our pantry, I'm like, I've had this nervous, like it was his, the Minnesota, Minnesota ones are so cute. Like mini mm-hmm. soda. I was like, Justin, I can't make this clear enough. This is not like fun pop. Like this is fun pop. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's very true. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. Kristen Burr will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. 
He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I want to show you this. We were just talking, uh, Kristen, about THC in Minnesota. It's not going to be available other than five milligram doses for at least another year and a half. They think something like that. Because this is Minnesota and we always do things like that. Oh, everybody else is in, but we're going to have to take another five years to decide in Minnesota. Minnesota's always been that way. But the stuff is called alternative, not alternative, but alternative full-spectrum tincture, 1,500 milligrams. I do 0.50 milligrams a night. So this is an entire month's worth. Can you see that? Is that close enough? Yeah. Uh, more or less. Yeah, that's it right there. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a month supply. For me, that's a month supply. M- most people take the full tincture. Uh, but I don't even I, That's got to be, yeah, that's 0.10 milliliters. That's a lot. I would sleep. But, yeah, this this stuff really helps me sleep a lot. So, again, I'll show it to you. Take a picture of it. Yeah. See? I don't know if they have that in Minnesota or not. Does anybody know? Yeah, they have something similar to that. A lot, I believe in Minnesota a lot of them are like Delta 9, which is like a variant of THC. But right. those right. things, you better make sure that you don't have anything left of your day that you need to accomplish because you take (laughs) two drops or one drop or whatever of that and you better be about three steps away from your bed because you don't have long before you're sleeping yep that's exactly what that stuff does ladies and gentlemen Kristen bird entertainment news brought to you by north american banking company go to nabanco.com to learn more member fdic equal housing lender Kristen bird how are you happy new year happy Happy new New year Year. did you hear about the story about a guy and a woman had a baby just before midnight on December 31st, and then just after midnight on January 1st. They had twin boys born in different years. That's wild. It really is when you look at it that way. That's very It really wild. is. Well, you know, and, and in prior, in the way they used to do schooling, you know, the cutoff what used to be December 31st, so the kids would actually be in two different grades. I think it's like September 1st now for kids. Yeah, to go yeah. Yep. But... That would have been really funny having two boys in totally separate grades. Because <laughs> they were born 15 mm-hmm. minutes apart. Right. <laughs> and look, at they get a tax break each year for each kid, though. Oh, there you go. Not bad. Add another one next year. It's kind of exciting. That's true. You're absolutely right about that. So what's the good stuff coming up uh, for 2024? We got some great stuff coming up. <laughs> well, it's going to be, we're, we're, we're going to ease into it this year. Let's put it that way. I think, um, 
I think what we need to do is kind of ride through the next five or six weeks because then we'll start seeing at least mid-season replacements coming on TV and some of our favorite shows return. If everyone can kind of like hang tight till somewhere around like February 7th, we'll start seeing a lot of our favorite shows come back that we didn't get to see in the fall. So I think it is good news. Um, but the forecast for Hollywood really is a, a smaller, leaner, meaner, tighter Hollywood when it comes to budgets. And I think anyone who got that lovely notice from Amazon Prime about ads coming now to oh, all yeah. of our shows. Yep. Yeah, that'll be happening January 29th. Um, I know a lot of people were very upset saying, hey, I already paid you for the year for an ad-free experience. How dare you add that? those ads in. And of course you can buy a premium package if you don't want ads, but that's always been the case, but it's, it just seems to be so weird. We've just spent the last 10 years running, you know, into a pool with no water with streaming and going, look at this. Now you don't have to watch commercials. And now they're like, Whoa, hold the brakes. We're actually going back yeah. to the yep. old format. Well, somebody told a friend of mine told me, and he's one of those kind of guys. If he's getting one, he's getting them all. He's just, he's always been that way about everything. So I don't know how many streaming channels there are available, but he bought them all, and all of them he bought ad free. His <gasps> bill is like two thousand dollars a month to watch well, television. <laughs> the networks love him for that. That's exactly the consumer mm -hmm. who you want if he's going to keep it every month. I know a lot of people are, have taken a kind of look at their subscriptions going, what do we really need this year? Right. What's going to work? And again, we do have a possible merger on our hands with Warner Brothers, which would be Max, of course, um, along mm -hmm. with Paramount Plus. So that could be an interesting thing to watch because and Showtime's already rolled itself into Paramount Plus. So yeah. it might get cheaper in some ways for people that have every single subscription. And Disney, too, or, might become part of that, from what I understand. Is that correct? Disney um, would not. Disney Plus is its well, own okay. entity. Um, I, but I think that the big change would be Hulu, which Disney also owns. Oh, they are buying right. out yep. Comcast. So Comcast yep. still has a small share. ABC or Disney, I should say, is buying out the rest of that at some point in this first quarter of the year. It is pretty amazing. Streaming television, I mean, television, you can't even deny, is the best it's ever been. Television is phenomenal now. Television's been able to tell stories that they haven't been able to do Mm -hmm. at the movies. And I, I think that's the big thing. I, I'm really hoping we see in the coming years some changes when it comes to what um, theatrical releases because for a lot of us, they're too long or it's been too many superhero movies. And yeah, I would say yep. studios like Disney especially are going to have to reassess. And remember, they're not just looking a year out because these movies are already in the can. So they've got to start looking a decade out going, where are the trends what do people want to see? Mm -hmm. I mean, it is so amazing. You look at the different, the Catherine and I watch things like Succession, Reacher. I mean, whatever you want is available to you to watch. I mean, no matter what format you like, there's tons of it, which is terrific. I mean, those, those shows are amazingly good. Yeah. And the nice thing is they're always available. So it's not like the old days, like you'd have to catch it yep. or you have to record it. Yep. Even if you missed it in the first run or you missed the first couple seasons, it is available available to you. You've got that library, which is what I think makes streaming so attractive to people. You know what's hilarious about what you just said? Looking back, and Andy was, what, about 20 years ago when all that, they came to the house and hooked our television up so we could get uh, alternative programming. You remember that, don't you? Alternative programming? 
<laughs> well, you could record everything you wanted. Oh, what was the name of that again? TiVo? I can't remember. Like the TVR? Yeah, it was, it was TiVo. TiVo. Yeah, TiVo. You remember TiVo? Yeah, I was probably somewhere between 12 and 14. Yeah, it was 20-something yeah, something years ago. And I do remember thinking, well, this guy had it all connected and we could record whatever we want and watch it, whatever we wanted to watch or whatever. I looked at Catherine and went, TV will never get better than this. This is the best. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Uh, it was really good. Now it's gotten about five times better than that even. But yeah, I mean, one thing that Catherine and I like, Catherine and I tend to like the same type of shows, which really does help. Now, do you guys in your marriages, do you differ a lot from your husbands or wives or girlfriends or whatever? Do you differ a lot on what you like to watch? 100%. Bill really? and I do not like the same things at all. He will watch my shows just because he's nicer than I am. Um, but... That's what I've always said. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, he's a lot kinder. Um, I'm just like, no, I'm not watching Star Trek tonight. And I will just like... <laughs> <laughs> he, right now, he's on a huge... like it's, it's like Captain Picard. It's Star Trek. He's watching like all the seasons, oh, all the yeah. shows right now. Yep. And some nights I just go... TV's all yours. We only have one TV in our house anyway. And I am entrenched right now in watching Lifetime's Gypsy Rose Blanchard docuseries, which is coming out later this oh, week. Right, We're doing a right. feature on it. So I'm like, I'll watch that on my laptop. You go watch Star Trek and everyone in the house is happy. Are people happy with the fact that Catherine and I love the fact there are so many British shows now available on streaming? Do people like that? I, I'm not a big British humor fan. I got to be no. honest. No, um, it's not my thing. Uh, and the other thing, I think it's just like British things in general. Like if you start with like the period costumes and all the accents, I'm out. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> well, that's so funny you bring that up because there's a show called Endeavor. Each show, There are four shows a year. Each show is an hour and a half long. So it's like watching a movie. And there are sometimes, depending where they go in England, and it depends on which part of England they're in. You watch it, and some parts are like, I was talking to the man yesterday. Oh, yeah, what did he tell you? He told me everything's okay. Then they go to another part of England. I was talking to the man yesterday. You're like, what the hell did he just? You have no idea what the guy just said. you put on the captions? No, we're going to have to, though, because I'm like, what the hell did he just Oh, so I have a question for Tevin on this because um, <laughs> I just saw a report that like it's always sort of like the thing that that boomers put on the captions because mm -hmm. they can't hear or whatever. But I've oh, heard yeah. that like Gen Z uh, and Alpha Gen are very excited yeah. about uh, using captions when it comes to TV. So Tevin, are you a my, caption guy? I am caption guy by force. My girlfriend, <laughs> you would think the TV's muted if the captions aren't on. She will be sitting there while I'll be watching a movie and she'll turn the captains captions on. I can't hear it. I'm like, so now, yeah. well, you still can't hear it. Then you're just reading it. At that right. Point. And it's like, I, whatever, I'll watch it now. And it's not that big of a deal, but there are certain aspects of where you find yourself just reading the words yeah. the whole time. Yep. You're not paying attention to the little subtle things right. in the background. Yeah, 100%. So I really like it. Or if it's a sporting event, if you turn the captions on, you're getting kicked out of the house because we're not here to hear what the Can't even see the score. Anyway. Right. But uh, no, captions, you can do without them. But my girlfriend swears up and down that it's the greatest thing ever. We Supposedly, it's a generational thing. It's a young generation thing and an older generation thing. And then like millennials and Gen X are like, no captions. Yeah. Well, I don't want anything to do with them. We don't do captions on TV ever. But when I play video games, I always have captions on. 100% mm -hmm. of the time. 
I don't know if it's just like the way they mix the sound or what, but in games, I can't understand anything anyone's saying. I have to have the captions on. <laughs> or if somebody's sleeping, I'll turn the captions on because I'll have the uh, volume down lower. So then I'll be uh, like, okay, that way I don't disrupt. But yeah. Although, there overall, are certain no. shows that I find are quiet shows, like Mad Men. Sometimes you'd have to have captions yeah. on. Yep. You're like, what are yep. they saying? They're whispering. Mm. But then you get to the, if you hit a commercial on that show, yep. it's like, like the levels. I'm like, how, how have we not controlled levels? I know. On TV. Mm -hmm. and just say this is the set level across the board because instead it's just all of a sudden if you've ever fallen asleep with the tv on all of a sudden a commercial comes blaring on yeah there's no question about that i mean we we love the fact that i don't know why it is andy do, do you do you know why mom and i tend to like the exact same shows i mean, melissa and i pretty much like the same things not exact really? same but very similar yeah, Catherine's got a couple of things she watches, but I mean, in general, I would say ninety-eight percent of the stuff we watch, we watch because we both like it. Yeah, we. Don't, I mean, it's a whole different deal. Not neither of us is willing to suffer through something for the other person. No, I mean, if we like absolutely hate it, then you know we're not going to watch it. It's like um, we recently started watching Futurama, which mm -hmm. Melissa was never really interested in, but mm -hmm. I don't know why she just was like, "Hey, let's give Futurama a try." And she didn't like it at first, but now she's starting to warm up to it. But she, ne she never really, like, hated it. Like, oh, got a good 22 minutes of this again. Um, so, I don't know. I think if you're watching something you hate just because the other person wants to watch it, that's probably not a good thing. No, I agree with that. Well, yeah, your mom and I would not do that. But, Kristen, the one thing I will tell you is some of these shows, I mean, honest to God, as you, you're watching them, you just kind of go, I hate everyone on this show. Succession is a good example. Yeah, I won't watch I shows like that. everybody on that show, but I love the show. I don't get it. Watching shows where you just don't want anyone to succeed because they're all awful. It's like, <laughs> exactly. well, I don't... That's a reality show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never really liked reality shows either. <laughs> yeah, I was never a reality. But yeah, every person... From the dad all the way down to the youngest kid on the show is just an asshole. God, they're bad people. But there's something likable about them. That's why you continue to Gotta watch. Be. And so, mm. yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if it's just a despicable character, you're going to tune out. And that's why always playing people who do play villains very well always have a thread of humanity in them. There's something about it. Yeah, there's like one yeah. tiny redeeming quality that you're like, okay. I can continue to watch this because mm -hmm. if you're just despicable all around, you're just like, well, what's the point? Well, the lead guy on the show, and when the show starts, he's just getting out of the hospital. He had a stroke or something. Brian, what the hell is his name? I cannot remember his last name, but he is absolutely terrific because he has a, he has sons, and they yeah. come in and talk to him. And he has the son and the daughter in at one point, mm -hmm. and they're discussing this other business that they all own. And uh, the the sun goes on and on and on about I straightened everything out. I know it's been a problem, but I've got this company straightened it out. It's ready to go. I worked very, very hard on this for a couple of months, but that business is solid now, so you don't have to worry about it ever again. And then they have another little conversation. At the very end of the conversation, the dad turns it down and goes, shut that business down. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, he was... I mean, Brutal, but it's funny. He, that, that was Brian Cox. Brian Cox, um, that's exactly who it is. And he does the voice of oh. Keith McDonald now. Yeah, and, he, uh, yep. he was brutal. The, the writing of that oh. character 
he like was constantly keeping them on edge never wanted them to feel secure always was pitting them against each other true that show was so good and the ending was so sad i haven't seen it yet i'm only two two seasons in so far oh my god yeah we'll have to get you to the end of succession and and discuss it oh god those people are such jerks every one of them is such a jerk yeah it is unbelievable any new things coming up in the new year that we should know about uh, like I said, everything is we're going to start seeing um, around yeah. early yeah. February. And I, I mean, I think you'll be excited. February 7th, Averett Elementary. And that's going to be right after the yeah. Super Bowl. So it got that coveted spot this year, which is good for them because that will give them mm-hmm. kind of good momentum to coming back. But we're going to see truncated seasons for everything on network. So instead of, you know, doing um, like a full like 20 to 25 episodes, they're probably going to be doing something closer to what they do on streaming. They're going to be doing like eight to 10. So, mm-hmm. and which is going to be interesting because they're already saying, even though the primetime Emmys are in two weeks for the 2023 shows, we're already moving into Emmy season for 2024. It's going to be a very light Emmy season next September because these shows will only have right. eight episodes or some of the shows won't even be coming back until 2025. So it's it's going to mix up even the award show season for the next couple of years because of the strikes in 2023. So that it was all about the strikes because they did go on for quite some time, right? Yeah, the over six months, um, the yeah. biggest disruption, not only to television and film, but also to the economy of Los Angeles and Atlanta and parts of Canada and New York. So it's it's been very interesting in the recovery. And I know that, you know, I went to Pilates class yesterday and the gym that um, it is in, a lot of the stunt people are there and they're saying, we are not getting back to work as quickly as we thought. God. So uh, a lot of people feel like, you know, I think everyone thought like the second that the strike was over, it'd be like, okay, go and everybody's working. The problem is, and this makes a lot of sense when you think about it, several actors are in several different movies and committed to TV shows, and they're trying to figure out the schedule. And that's why someone like Zendaya is being pushed, you know, her show Euphoria is being pushed to 2025. They can't align her schedule because she has too many other projects lined Mm -hmm. up. So they're having a lot of juggling to do, and that is why some productions are slower um, out of the gate. Do you think TV is the best it's ever been? It, it was. It definitely was. And we it have was, just, like, yeah. marked the end of a chapter. Um, the end of the chapter, I would say, probably ended with the start of the strikes because there was a contraction in the economy, which was going to happen anyway. But then there was a strike. You had um, effects of the pandemic. It was kind of like the perfect storm of things. And studios have really had to reassess. And I, I think the, the biggest studio that's going to have to reassess is Disney. And we, we talked a lot about them last year. Mm-hmm. Um it, they can't bank on their Marvel strategy anymore. They have to, you know, I know that they're trying to get people to go back to the theater by re-releasing some of their Pixar films, but it's going to be a struggle. And and even today, or it started yesterday, actually, you know, Steamboat Willie, like the original Mickey Mouse Love film it. is public domain. And we already see yep. a slasher film. They released the trailer. Yep. <laughs> oh my God. Mickey's Mouse Trap. They're going to do something similar like they did with Winnie the Pooh last year with Blood and Honey. And Disney's right. like, we're still protecting the modern day Mickey Mouse that you know. This is the old school one. But they are going to struggle with some of this because, yes, it's not the most popular Mickey that we're familiar with. But they're not going to have that that protection anymore that, the, you know, they're always so protective over the, all of their domains. 
That doesn't exist anymore with at least one of their properties of Mickey and Minnie. Well, I don't know. I remember, I remember when the original Winnie the Pooh designs went public domain. Everyone was like, oh, you're going to see it everywhere. But it never happened. No one really cared that much. It, it actually does, though. Um, if you're like on TikTok and stuff, people will utilize those images on drinking cups, T-shirts, huh. things like that. So it's going out to a different audience than just like, hey, it's there in Target with like a Winnie the Pooh T-shirt. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, so it's definitely out there. I have a question for you. And I can't remember where it was because I saw it on TV over the weekend. But uh, they raised the uh, the base limit for uh, for income. Uh, you work, you have to make a certain amount of money an hour. They raised it in, I think, the five biggest states in America, I think. And there is a food chain. Instead of raising the rate to what they determined it should be, they fired everyone. Have you seen Pizza that story? Hut, Pizza Hut fired their delivery drivers in California. They did, yeah. Yep. Because fast food in California is being the minimum wage is $20 an hour now. So that means that they're going to rely upon DoorDash and mm -hmm. some of the other apps for delivery service instead of paying their drivers. Um, so that's kind of interesting. I mean, and I think a lot of that $20 per hour, it's going to uh, raise meal prices, of course. So it's going to be passed mm -hmm. on to the consumer, of course. But here's what I don't understand. So you raise the, the minimum wage in your state and all those people lose their jobs. How do you think that worked? Yeah. California's hemorrhaging millionaires right now. $63 billion they lost last year. Yep. Sixty-three billion. Yeah. You got to do these things gradually. Ooh. You can't just be like, "Bang, we're doubling everything." I don't think it did Gavin Newsom much uh, much good running for president. Finding out that his he always thought, "Oh, we're doing so well." Well, why are you sixty-three billion dollars in debt then? Yeah. We that's had a surplus hurt. a year you ago. Did. Like that's you, the crazy one year thing. Ago. And they gave yep. us all money back. We all got money back, and I was like, "Well, Whoops. thanks." And then all of a sudden, like, nope. buy your votes with it. Mm -hmm. They did a little vote buying with with uh, other people's money. That's yep. what that's what these politicians do now. They're most politicians are filthy pigs. Let's be honest; they just are. They're well, going to take your presidential money. election year. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <God. laughs> exactly. Exactly. Going to be a brutal year. <laughs> oh God, it's going to be tough, isn't it? No question about it. But it's an yeah. Olympic year too, so I'm going to like uh, you know sort of relish in all of that. <laughs> No question. Uh, what's the rate now in Florida? Is it like 13.5% or 14% for state tax? Why would we know? Well, you're the Floridian. <laughs> yeah, you're, yeah. The, you're the one who lives in Florida. Florida California. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean. Oh, you meant California? California, we're at like nine and a quarter. Well, that's all because it's going up, you know. If it, it probably went up yesterday or something. I didn't buy anything yesterday. <laughs> I, I don't know. But it was nine and a quarter as of two days ago. It was expected <laughs> to rise 1.1% 1 .1 in 2024. Oh, so it's going to be about 11 or 12% then? It's going to be 10.5%. That's one. <clears throat> I thought it was a point in something. Yeah, no, they yeah, whatever just, it is. Yeah. Who's, does New York have the highest, the highest state rate in the country? I don't even know. I don't know. I mean, when I lived in New York City, it was expensive because that city tax just the city tax. Yeah. Uh, city highest tax, rate absolutely. is, in fact, California. The top rate is 13.3. Yeah, that's what I said. And you guys said, no, it isn't. I didn't say no, we that. we said, we don't know. I say, yeah, I said, I don't know. Also, 13. you asked about Florida. Oh, well, yeah, I guess I could I have answered that question. It's zero. 
They had zero. They don't have any state tax in Florida. Uh, Hawaii is actually higher than New York by 0.1%. Really? What is it? 11. It's 11? So New York's highest is 10.9%. God. Which, like, 13.2%. Why wouldn't you just keep it a nice round number? Just do 11. Is that 0.1% really going to change anything? Yeah, I mean, when it's, you know, millions and billions of dollars that's being... Yeah, but that's not my problem, so I don't care. (laughs) You don't care about that. I don't know. It's going to be pretty interesting to see where all this stuff ends up in the end because, I mean, a state tax, that's 13.2%. That is a big state tax. That's the state by itself. Add in federal, and you've got to be hitting 50%. Well, and as as Kristen pointed out, there are city taxes in some states, too. Yeah. Some states pay city tax. So all of a sudden now, what's the top federal rate? Like 38 percent? 37. Like so, yeah, 50 percent okay. if you would add in the California state. And then uh, then you add the city tax on. You're, you're getting close to 55, 60 percent. Yeah. Jesus. I'm sorry. There's a city income tax. Some cities have special income taxes. Jeez. Yep. Yeah. New York City does. It's insane. Ugh. Huh. How's that check looking there, Ralph? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's see. What's the, what's the uh, state income tax in uh, Nevada? Uh, zero. Yeah. It's zero. zero. Let's yes. see. Does Minnesota have any? We have to live in Nevada. No, Minnesota does not have any city income taxes. No, it does not. It doesn't right. look like Florida does either. So but I... it has one of the highest state taxes in the country. Yeah. Uh, California has a 0.38% income tax. Uh, or San Francisco in California. San Francisco, But that, yeah. I think that's the only one. Well, I thought L.A. had one, too. They don't. Only only San Francisco has city tax. I don't think we do here, unless uh, you run a business. Yeah, but not. Yeah. I think you're I right. don't know. I just know it's a lot of money. That's all I have to say is that it's a lot of money paid out, and there's no question about that. And it just... But you also then earn a lot of money in California. Like, that's the other thing. Yeah. No, it's true. You earn more Well, you money have to earn a lot of money in California. You'd starve to death. I mean, you Oh, just... very yeah. easily and very quickly. <laughs> very easily and very quickly. And that's been, been one of the gripes among physicians as far as insurance reimbursement. It is, it is not, mm-hmm. uh, even though you're giving the same service, ostensibly nationwide, some states pay higher than others, which is a, a real, a real uh, sticking point for many physicians. Well, here's an interesting list here. Um, do you know the concept of purchase power parity? So no. basically what it says is uh, if I earn a dollar in Minnesota and I earn a dollar in California, I'm not actually earning the same amount of money because prices are higher in California than Minnesota. Right. I mean, right. Minnesota and California probably isn't the best comparison because they're not actually that different. But you know what I mean? If you um, did like an Alabama. Exactly. To that yeah. sort of thing. Nope. Yeah. Appalachia nope. versus L.A., you know, the money is completely different. Um, and there's a list here. uh per capita income adjusted by regional price parity. And California is about in the middle. Uh, Wyoming is actually very near the top. North Dakota as well. Because really? people don't make as much, but um, things are so cheap there that it balances it all out. I guess well, so. You know, yeah, the I other thing, like sense. I lived in New York City and I was not making a ton of money. I was, you know, younger and it was very easy to get by. I don't think it is now, but I'm saying like at the time it was very easy 
to get by on very little in New York City, even though it was expensive. Like a lot of your mm. money went to rent, of course, but it was easy to buy food very cheap. Like there was a mm. grocery store next to me and I could buy a banana and a bagel for 20 uh, for 50 cents in total. Um, you have like the little coffee shops, you have like the Chinese food lunch deals that give you like a full meal and a soda and an egg roll on top of it. At the time it's like $5. It's probably about $10 now. So in cities, I find that there are ways to like, there are hacks to like eat, um, where maybe in rural areas, it's a little bit more challenging. Yeah, no question. Okay. I got to ask everybody because we have, we have seven people on the show right now. So I got a, I got a big crowd to ask this question because I kind of opened the show with it. Uh, I lost a couple of friends over the break. Ian Punnett died. And then a few days later, Pat Eberts died. They were both very, very good mm -hmm. friends of mine. So it made me internalize things. Alex and her family were in town, so we were having a lot of fun. But I was thinking about this whole situation uh, my, you know, with my friends dying and all the rest of it. And, and the local media did not handle it well at all. They, they, tried, they played politics with it and the whole deal, which pissed me off to no end. Do you think, what do you think the best way? Look, like I said, I like Democrats, I like centrists, I like Republicans. You get too far out with the way right or the way left, I'm not a big fan because it's just, they're so mean about it. Why is it as you move away from center, both to the left and right, why do people get so mean? What is that all about? It's just being extreme anyway. Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, you can say the same thing about religion, either extremely religious people or yeah. extremely anti-religious yep. people, both very mean. Yep. Yeah, it's the same. What can we do to get past this? It's okay. You want to be way far left or way far right. Why don't you just calm down? You believe what you believe. You don't have to hate me because I don't agree with you. Why do they go immediately to anger and hatred? And the reason I'm bringing this up is I have had people, I was asking people on elevators for the last seven or eight days because I was thinking about my friends dying. How can we stop being so mean to one another? And they all got very excited and said, you're right. We got to stop being so mean to one another. This is just too much. To I think America's getting sick to death of it. You mm -hmm. agree with that? Social media. Get rid of it. Yeah, that's a big part of it. It's terrible. I See, I don't go on social media, so I don't know any of this stuff. But then I, when I do run into someone who's big and uh, involved in it, they're so damn mean. It is unbelievable. And they learn that from social media, you think? Well, I think social media gave people a voice. And so everyone can yeah. hide behind a keyboard and be as kind or as mean as they choose. And it, if people are feeling mean or feeling bad about themselves, they can get on a keyboard and make other people feel bad. And I think Why? that's it. Because, and you know, I, I know this even just with like articles I write or, or like an interview I'll do. If someone doesn't like it or doesn't like something I said, they'll just come at me instead of actually at the content <laughs> itself, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm always like, it has nothing to do with me. I, I don't care if you like me or not. That's fine. But it's like you want to attack me because you're feeling bad about yourself. And why do you want to attack another person that has nothing to do with why you feel bad? I don't get it. I just really don't get it. It didn't used to be that way. Do you think we'll ever get past that, or will social media make it even worse? Well, actually, uh, the phenomenon we're talking about was first, well, the earliest known example was noted by Johnny Carson. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 1978, uh, he mentioned that CB radio, because <laughs> everyone's yeah. anonymous, nobody knows who yep. you are or where you are. People yep. act like total assholes on there. And CB radio was like basically the first social media where you just broadcast to an audience <laughs> and whoever's listening has to hear it and they don't know who you are. 
And it's like that's the crazy. It is, and it like that's just like it's human nature to if you take someone, it's actually um, the huh. way, the way I heard of it is a, a web comic from the early two thousands called Penny Arcade. Mm. Oh and yeah. He basically said you take a normal person, you add anonymity and an audience, and you get a total dickhead. It's true, and when, that, it's been a thing for decades it? and decades. I think it's just. It's the human nature. People can't handle anonymity and an audience because it's like yeah. it's like making them drunk, basically. They just lose all their inhibitions because our inhibitions yeah. come yeah. from fear of, you know, reciprocation or something like that. And there's little consequence. I mean, what do you do? You report yes, the tweet. Right. Exactly. I mean, maybe it gets escalated. If it's a dangerous situation, it gets escalated to the police. But in general, at worst, they're going to, like, cancel your account or suspend it for a little while. There's no consequence in general. Has TikTok made it worse? I don't think TikTok's made it worse. I think that, to me, the worst place to be is on Twitter, which is now known as X. That's uh, right, yeah. Especially since Elon Musk's takeover. It has become a landscape. Like, I don't even want to visit there. That is, I mean, you can, like, put up, like, one tweet and people will find, like, it could be a happy, like, little general tweet and people will, like, that's just blah, blah, blah. And you're like, what? <laughs> you know, they'll just come, like, right in and, and uh, attack you. So, um, and there's not a lot of protection there anymore. When, um, when before Elon Musk owned it, I know for journalists, we had a lot more protections if people started attacking you about an article you did and you'd report it and they would, like, take mm -hmm. care of it. Now, they're like, nope, sorry, that's free speech. Sorry. And you're like, no, they're actually talking about assaulting me. No, that's not free speech. Oh, and they lied. The thing that amazed me about it, one of the reasons I got off it, they would call people homophobes and racist and call people. None of it was true. Why would were they allowed to get away with saying those kinds of things about other people? I don't know. It's just not a happy place to be now that Elon owns it. That's what I will say. No, I'm talking I've, I've, about all social media, not just Elon Musk. Yeah. All I, of it. I do, I do think that they all they all have problems. I do think that there's certain levels to the problems. Well, I got I got off social media 12 years ago because people were so I literally spent half of my day threatening people saying, I'm at 2000 Southeast Elm Street. Come on by. We'll have a little discussion. <laughs> I mean, that, that was my day every damn day for about six months. I finally went, I've had it. I don't want to be on this anymore. I remember your tweets. Uh, they were a little vicious, were they? They should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All of it. Mine are literally oh, like, look at this cute dress. Here's a kitten. Like, really? Here's an article. Like, I really try and keep mine pretty light. So I don't engage with people. And if people throw something my way that they hate about me, I just don't engage. I'm like, mute, block, what? report. It's we'll not worth my, um, I don't waste any emotional energy on people. It's Good. not worth it. Well, and that's why I asked it because I know we got to go. We're already late as hell, but uh, people have carried that attitude into their real lives. That's what pisses me off about it. It's not just on social media or whatever. They've taken that social media because everybody has their own social media persona. It's not really them. It's a version of them that maybe they wanted to be a tough guy or something or whatever, but it, it's, it's gotten worse and worse from what I heard. I don't go on it. Has it gotten a lot worse? And is it because of X or whatever? I, I just say X is probably the worst place to go. The other ones I visit mm -hmm. regularly and have no issue. Well, there you have it. All right, get the hell. Speaking of getting X'd out, get off the show, damn it.
Bye. See you tomorrow. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll take a break. Be right back. Oh, I got to do this first, though. Kristen Bird Entertainment News is brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We will take a quick break. Be right back. Wrap things up. And then, of course, the family podcast will begin a few minutes after that. Be right back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life. Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at 129 bucks, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-ZERO-RES, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard name service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back. Then we just have one story here, and then we're going to the break and bring in the morning show. Is that, I mean, the uh, family show? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure that I'm uh, still in that situation. All passengers on Japan Airlines jet evacuated after planes collision. Apparently, a, a jet landed on top of another jet 
and the four or five guys, and I know four of the five are dead already. Is the other one dead now too? I think it was five, and I believe it was a Coast Guard plane, like a small yeah, Coast Guard was, plane yep. that they hit, and there was all five of the Coast Guard members that passed away. Oh, they all died now because one one was still alive oh. in the hospital, but did the four did he die now? Oh, I'm not sure about him. I guess I saw that five. I believe was the number. Oh, then I saw would, he would have died then. Yeah. Because uh, four of them died immediately, and one was taken to the hospital and was, was hanging on, but it sounds like he, he may have died. So how does that happen that you land a jet on top of it? Because that, that was like a five-seater airplane, that Coast Guard plane, right? Uh, I believe so, yes. Not very big. So how does that happen that you can land a gigantic jet on top of a five-seater? That'd be either an air traffic control failure or that uh, five-seater <laughs> wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, it's got to be one of the other. One of the two. Very, very or important. I guess the uh, pilot of the um, the airliner ignored ATC, but I kind of doubt that. It does it's happen, not a big, it's a Not a big day yesterday in Japan. We got jets landed on top of other jets. The big jet burst into flames, but everybody got off the big jet. Mm-hmm. And then also they had a an earthquake in Japan over the weekend. Holy! Did you guys see the video of that stuff? Well, yeah. The um the Ooh. small plane that was crushed in this collision was an earthquake relief jet thing. Oh, it was. It was okay, a bunch well, of. It was like a bunch of earthquake relief people. Um, so I'm guessing they like got in there in in an emergency situation and maybe proper clearance wasn't had. Yeah, it doesn't seem. We'll like probably it. know in a few more. Uh, few more days but i'm honest god have you seen that plane on fire the the, the big mm-hmm. jet yeah and it's kind of strolling yeah. down the runway and then there's yeah. a video yep. of you know people whipped out their cell phones <clears throat> and were recording from the inside and there's just smoke and uh. orange glow it's surprising that nobody burned to death or died on that big plane yeah that ever happened to you could one time in my life because i've been flying since i was 16 years old <clears throat> my sister Vicky bought me a ticket to go see my brother Terry in California, my very first flight. But one time in my whole life of flying, we came in, coming in for a landing in, at MSP Airport in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. And we were about, looked to be about maybe a couple hundred feet off the ground. All of a sudden, that plane jacked straight up into the air. And I mean, like a rocket going straight up in the air said, I'm sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen, probably a little uncomfortable, but we were about to land on another airplane. Oh. <laughs> okay. It's well, a good pilot. Yeah, it's a really good pilot yeah, right In most there. cases, that would not have gone very well. Yeah, the, the Japanese I mean, airline, you'd think he would have seen that plane. on the Well, it's a t- it was a tiny little Coast Guard plane in pitch black of night. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's true. Well, why don't we take that break, come back, and I'll go tell Nana Get in here and join us. All right. right. Alex, what time What time do you have to hit the road? 11.30. No, nope. we better get, get at it then. We'll be right back and kick off the family show right after this.